Tell me your story. Tell me your story. How did it all start? Do you remember? Oh, I know what happened. How did it stop? You're now tuned into the Small Business Origins Podcast. I love an origin story. Each week, we dive into the real stories of entrepreneurs and businesses from across the nation. Who is he and what's his origin story? Who started with just an idea and are now making waves. I told you this was a good idea. This is Small Business Origins. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Small Business Origins. You're tuned in to our nationwide search for entrepreneurs that have a story to tell and talking about starting with an idea and then making waves, man. No better than somebody who's changing the fitness industry, changing the heavy punching bag industry and making something new, making a stir from Utah. We've got Brad Evans joining us in our virtual studio. He's with Health and Fitness Technologies. They are the magic behind Jukester. It's a coordination bag. Brad, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. Man, it is an exciting episode because we're talking about a really cool product that's just kind of changing the industry and, and truly making waves like our intro says. So I'm excited to jump into it. But we always start out with an icebreaker question. So we have to start out with this one, man. What'd you eat for breakfast? Uh, I had a fruit smoothie with uh, you know a bunch of good stuff in it. Because I'm trying to make up for all the garbage I ate over the holidays. Oh, yeah. I can relate with that for sure. I, I've i been bad. I've been super bad. I've been trying to eat a little bit healthier and all that. And then the holidays come in and they just wreck it. So like all the ham and turkey and mashed potatoes and corn casserole and everything else I can think of. I've just been eating like crazy. For breakfast this morning, though, uh, I kind of did an intermittent fasting type thing. Didn't really eat much, had a bag of walnuts uh, and some water, you know, just trying to offset how many calories I've been loading up on every day. It was the peppermint cookies, man. I could not put them down, dude. They were delicious. So now I uh, now I have to eat straight and eat right for the next month to try to counterbalance that. Yeah, I- I'm with you. My wife has these uh, little white chocolate balls of like Oreo cream stuffing in the middle. They're in the fridge right now, and I'm doing everything I can to stay away from them after my lunch that I just had. For sure. Well, before we ever hop into it, we always take a second to talk about our sponsors. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Are you tired of juggling multiple platforms for your marketing and sales needs? It's time to revolutionize your business operations with Wingman. Wingman's an all-in-one marketing automation software. It's designed by experienced marketers who understand your struggles. It's a game changer. It combines the best tools to streamline your communication automate your workflows, and grow your business. Capture leads using landing pages, surveys, forms, and more. Nurture them with personalized messages via voicemail, SMS, emails, and even Facebook Messenger. And close deals with built-in tools to collect payments, schedule appointments, and track analytics. Say goodbye to multiple marketing tools and hello to Wingman. It's your unified platform for all business needs. You can enhance your online presence manage your reputation effectively, and cultivate leads effortlessly. So are you ready to take your business to new heights? Visit TrustYourWingman.com today and let Wingman be your co-pilot to success. I meant to be the Wingman. But the whole reason we're here today is t- to talk about you, Brad. We want to talk about you and later on the Jukester. So if you could just kind of tell us where you came from and how you got into entrepreneurship. Sure. So I got to be honest, the bag and the origin story, you know, the origin story is really about the bag. And so uh, my story is I'm a history teacher and 
you know, I love being a teacher and I was, you know, won a few awards and was nominated for Utah's Teacher of the Year. And that's sort of my origin story. Uh, before I was a teacher, I was a headhunter. And um, there you go. But here, here's what happened. So I'm, he, let's set it up like this. I'm just a regular guy. You might be out there listening, saying, oh, you know, these guys come from these special backgrounds or the special training. No special background, no special training. But I did have some hobbies, and my hobbies were soccer and martial arts. And my buddy and I, you know, we do these things together and I was in better shape in soccer. He was in better shape in martial arts. And I thought, man, why is that? What's going on here? And so I did this research and Bruce Lee calls it neurophysiological adjustment, which is just the concept that your brain controls your muscles. And I can still remember the exact moment when I had that flux capacitor moment. And I thought, I know what we need. We need a punching bag that you actually miss, a punching bag that moves out of the way. And so I would like to tell this to all the uh, you know, entrepreneurs and inventors out there. You know, a lot of people have these ideas, but then the ideas just sort of drift away. It is critical that you take your idea and you bring it into the real world as fast as you can, even if it's a drawing or a Play-Doh sculpture, whatever you can do to just take it from the idea world into reality. And then you just start slowly developing it from there. So for me, I ran out to uh, Home Depot that night. It was like 11 o'clock at night and I got the rope and I got the foam and I got the weights and I put this thing together told my friends to gather around the next morning. I was going to show them something awesome. And the bag came back and hit me in the groin. I was on the ground flopping and flipping, and my friends were laughing at me. And that's sort of the origin story. The first, the first improvement was to put the weights inside the foam and make it safer. So when you were thinking about creating something like this, obviously it was just for like personal enjoyment or personal um, improvement based on your hobbies and interests being in, you know, sports. Yeah. So I, I didn't necessarily think I was creating a new product or a new company, but it, it quickly became that because, so I was trying to make this thing better all the time. You know, I took it up to the foam noodle and then I started mixing different weights in there and different cables. And, you know, I really did a lot of R and D in my garage. There was a time where I could have told you if the cable was nylon coated or vinyl coated, because I was really studying the movement, started taking it around to different martial artists and UFC fighters, and even some police departments. They all had their two cents. It should move like this. It should move like that. But they all liked it. I could see that if I could develop this thing into a real product, they'd be buying it. And so I just stuck with it in my garage for a couple of years. And then I finally was able to produce something called the core bag, which was the first coordination punching bag. And it was the best I could make out of pre-made parts. And I sold it on Amazon and I was able to get some traction there and people really liked it. But there was always another step, a step where if I could get it professionally manufactured, if I could have this custom shape, this custom foam, et cetera, et cetera, where the bag would be better. And so I'd like to back up a little bit. Why it was called Core Bag, I sent it out to a university. I wanted their football team to use it. And they got back to me and said, yeah, we're using it in our neuromuscular rehabilitation laboratory. And I was like, what? So it turns out there's a link between coordination 
and cognitive function. I had invented it just as a punching bag. I'd always just thought boxers, martial artists, etc. But if you think about one of our first gifts, our first toys, it's that mobile. The baby has the mobile in the crib. They're reaching, they're building that coordination because there's a link between that coordination and your brain. And so that sort of supercharged what this bag could be. And so that's kind of how I need, that's why I needed that professional mold and some professional uh, tooling and stuff because I could take it up to be beyond just a punching bag. I could take it up to be this new neuromuscular device, this brain enhancement device. And uh, so there you go. So how does one go from, because, you know, you, you mentioned if somebody out there is, is thinking about inventing something, for instance, and a quick backstory, um, a lot of my friends and, and even some of my family, they find it kind of funny that um, I actually invented prior to them coming out the, the video like slideshow of photos in a photo frame, you know, like the video photo frame. And, right. uh, I had this thought, it was probably 1997, 98, somewhere around there. I was in my dad's apartment and I was a kid that liked to just draw and put pen to paper or pencil to paper and just kind of draw things, um, and then write about things and just random kind of doodles. Like that's, you know, for people who didn't grow up prior to the two thousands, uh, we didn't have a whole lot to do, you know, when it was downtime, like we didn't have the internet widespread, like now where you have it in your on your phone, in your pocket, that kind of thing. And so I would just write things out and draw random things and just whatever brought me enjoyment. And my dad was always one that talked about inventing things. And so I had thought about this and I was like, you know what, what if you had a picture frame that didn't just have one stagnant picture in there, but it actually changed all the time. And so I, somewhere in a box, I think in my attic, I have this elaborate drawing and these sketches that I came up with and all this information about it, where it was compatible with your computer. And I had no idea what compatible meant. My dad had to, he was like, all right, you wrote this fancy word down, but what does it mean? And I was like, I don't know. I just know that it works with your computer. And he was like, well, that's kind of what compatible means, you know? And, uh, I had all of these nice drawn out things and I didn't know what the next step was to figure out how to do this, you know, how to actually bring this to fruition. So you know, enter the picture, what, five, six years later, something like that. The very first changing photo photo frame was invented where you had all these different pictures you could sync from your computer and put on there on a memory card. And then it would just kind of change these photos around. And I remember the day that I saw that in this little advertisement or catalog that came in the mail, I was like, holy crap, that's like all joking aside, not just you know, saying this just to say it, I truly had this idea as a kid, a nine-year-old child. Um, I had this really cool idea. So it was like, how do you go besides calling 1-800-IDEA or invent or whatever that phone number is on, on TV? How do you go from making this in your garage and doing the R&D yourself to actually producing commercially a product to be sold to the market? Right. So for mine... It was one step at a time. I can remember trying to get the foam to stick to the rope in a in such a way, and I was using like bottle caps, and then I needed to upgrade. I, you know, you can't sell a product with bottle caps in it. So I went to Home Depot and found these washers, and they were basically um, out of the plumbing section. And then if you put them inside of a PVC pipe, you could 
create a way that it would grip the foam and grip the rope. My point is one step at a time. It's the Socratic method. You know, I know this is a bad analogy, but it's a story. I had this turtle and it was able to escape from this box because it just, it had no plan. And I'm not telling you this is the right way, but this is the way it happened for me. Uh, it just tried every, the turtle just tried every branch in every way. And it, eventually it was able to like, hey, if I step on this branch and then this one, then that one, it found a way out. So for me, I just tried endlessly every different material, every different weighting combination. And so until I could figure out how it would move correctly. And, and, and then I went and got better uh, materials and I had to kind of do the whole process again. But then how I crossed over from making it out of my garage is I had to get some help. I had to find some engineers. You know, today they have other stuff like Upwork and things like that. But I was able to reach out to a few different designers. And I said, hey, man, you know, after you design these products, who builds them? And I was able to get a list of people that manufacture. You know, I tried going to some conventions as well. I couldn't quite find the exact person. So anyway, these designers uh, put me in contact with the people that manufacture their products. And eventually I, I had a taker and um, they worked with me on it and it cost money. And there you go. And so how these two stories play in for me, because everybody's going to have a different story. If you never give up, eventually you're going to get there. So let me just encourage everybody out there that if I can do it, you can do it too. But for me, if it was just a punching bag, I'm not sure I'd have gone all in. But like I said, it was a neuromuscular coordination device. I've gotten letters from people saying, thank you. You know, I was hurt. I was injured. I used this product and now I'm better than ever. And I just want to thank you. And, and I can't imagine how many stories there are out there because I'm, I'm, I don't think everybody's going to write me a letter. But I've got two or three letters from people with their heartfelt gratitude. So now I'm sitting on this product that trains your brain, that literally enhances, you know, your brain is so powerful. It's, it's, you know, it's your relationships, it's your hobbies, it's your sports. Your brain is how you interpret the world. And I've got this product that literally enhances your brain. I couldn't just sit on it. So I took all big risk. I took the money, obviously, that I had made from Amazon and, and some of the equity and some of the loans, and I put it together and... Is about $2,000 for each mold, and you got to make a couple of different molds. For me, they made the molds out of aluminum first, and we got it dialed in, and there were a couple of mistakes and a couple of improvements that we made along the way. And then once it's to spec, once it's perfect, um, you've got to go get the mold made out of steel, and that was over $20,000. So that's where you start really getting wow. getting into it. Yeah. And we cut no corners. So there were a ton of ways to make it cheaper. Uh, you could put uh, filler in the middle. You could put, you know, a pipe, you could make it inflatable. You could do all these different things. And I wanted it to be as good as possible because I know a lot of people that use it are in the military or police and stuff like that. And, um, and so the mold, like that's one rope that goes all the way through the foam. And people told me that's not possible. So they come to me, they say, hey, you can't put a rope, one rope through a foam mold. I said, what if I gave you a billion dollars? Could you do it for a billion dollars? Oh, yeah, yeah, we could do it for a billion dollars. Okay, well, so you can do it. It's not impossible. Can you do it for, can you do it for $5,000? So that turned out to be like $8,000 for that piece. But um, 
so you know you never give up you do it one step at a time if you believe it it can happen man if you got to have that belief and if there's anybody out there i'll let you you know you can shoot me an email if you if somebody's out there listening to this and they're stuck um i've got a nice book of business as far as people that design products people that build products like my attorney that helped me uh with the patent uh, people can reach out and contact me. I'd be happy to share that information. You know, it took me 10 years to find out. I would be happy to share and you'd be further along in 10 seconds once you had all these guys' numbers. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, I was just wondering because it seems like such a process to go from just something you're making in your garage to a commercially built product and wow, the work you've put into it. But I would say then that's a perfect transition into, you know, of course, before I have you on the show, I get to be privy to a lot of the things that you're doing, but our listeners probably thinking, what the hell is a jukester and what is a coordination bag and how is it different from any other punching bag I've ever seen? And if you have not looked at it, then I definitely recommend that you go check it out online because this thing is like nothing else you've seen. But if you could just explain to us what is jukester and, and what is a coordination bag? Why is it so different? Sure. So at the time, we're going back now to where my friend and I did the martial arts, did the soccer and whatnot. There's a heavy bag. That bag you hit hard. There's a speed bag, a double-ended bag, a reflex bag. All of those bags are rhythmic. Sometimes they're hard to hit, but they're never – It's you know it can be hard to do, but it's never hard to know what to do. You know if I say speed bag – Everybody in their mind can picture what that is. You're standing there, you're hitting this bag, ba-bump, 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 just like you were bouncing a basketball or playing a drum. You want to keep that rhythm. And that's with all those bags. What I came up with was a bag that moves unpredictably. It's going to move out of the way. Sometimes you're going to miss. And so that unpredictable motion is the key. And so I, and that was that flux capacitor moment. You had to come up with a punching bag that you actually missed, that was actually hard to hit, that challenged your neuromuscular coordination. It challenges you to hit this bag. And so that's what it, so that's what a coordination bag is. It's an unpredictable punching bag. It's never going to move the same way twice. It's always going to move different. And my journey was, how do you take this inanimate object and make it move like a person? You don't want it to wiggle. Like the pool noodle had too much wiggle in it and it didn't really translate to your head movement. So you want to add a little weight. Well, when you add a little weight, now it doesn't move the same as it used to. So now you got to move these weights around on these different points oh well when you use one foam it weighs different than this other foam so now you got to change all the weights again and so that's part of the journey was really fine tuning this uh you know the police want it to behave this way but the boxers want it to behave that way you know how can you agree with all these people and then at the end of the tunnel you found out it was a a neuromuscular enhancement device and the scientists had all these cool insights you know uh if you sink the end cap, it'll trick your brain. If you make it not round or square, because you process familiar shapes in certain regions of your brain. So if you look at this bag, some people will tell you it's square. Some people will tell you round. It's neither of those shapes. It's not really, it's kind of a blend of those two shapes. That's by design. It makes it move different. So it adds that element, but it also keeps your brain kind of transitioning. Like what kind of shape is this? What's, what's it supposed to do? Um, Anyhow, so 
so that's what a, that's what a jukester is. It's a punching bag that moves out of the way, moves unpredictably. I want to keep going on this though. So unpredictable motion. Your whole life is built off of being able to inter- uh, predict what's about to happen. So if somebody throws you a football, you predict the path of the ball, you reach out and you catch it. Your brain is constantly looking at what's happening now and then looking at what's happened in the past and it's trying to build a model so that you can catch the ball based on previous data. Jukester's different. It's unpredictable. The previous data is irrelevant. So now what's happening is your brain is trying to put a premium on incoming data. And the science says that this is why unpredictable motion makes you faster than any other type of motion. Because like going back to the speed bag or the double-ended bag, it's ba-bump, ba-bump, ba-bump. You're going to wait for it to be at that key location. But with Jukester, you don't wait for it. If you think you can hit it, you just hit it right away. Over time, you end up hitting it more often. You end up moving faster because your brain is putting that premium on incoming data. Your eyes, your brain, your hands, they're all working together in a new, uh, more coordinated fashion. And that's one of the reasons that the police officers are so interested in this because somebody reaches in their pocket and they pull something out. Is it a gun? Is it a cell phone? There's not really an exercise that, trains you for that you know you do 10 more push-ups that doesn't solve that problem but jukester's training you to react to what's actually happening and so you know it's a big it's a big change in the fitness industry yeah i mean one big thing that i saw that's totally different too is that i mean obviously with a, a heavy bag you know you can kick it you can punch it but like you said it's really designed for that hard hit um, and it's a solid target that's not going to move a whole lot. Or if it does, it's a very predictable motion. I've, you know, I've done some workouts and stuff at a, uh, I don't know if they're nationwide or if they're just local to kind of like Texas or what, but nine round is a kickboxing fitness gym. And I've done some, you know, kickboxing training there where I've learned, uh, just some basic movements and I've used a speed bag and I really sucked at it at first. And then once I got the rhythm down, like you said, I was able to quickly adapt to it and kind of get down exactly what I needed to do with the cadence of my punches in order to make that happen a little bit better. But what's nice about this bag that you have is that you can kick it, you can punch it, and then you do get those movements to where you don't know where that next movement's going to be and you're having to figure that out. So what does it look like when you're improving on that bag? Do you ever get to a point where you're able to make those punches a little bit more accurately, if you will? Oh, absolutely. Like I said, you will see and think react faster than you uh, ever thought possible. So for me, how it translated into reality is I can remember specifically after training on the bag for a little while, a guy threw a cross and I blocked it and then punched and counter punched. And it was like one move. I had kind of put the two moves together. I was so used to having to hit this small item so fast this guy in front of me seemed big and slow in comparison. And so it was just, ba-boom, you know, I kind of created this new move. It's creativity. Um, That's what this bag is all about, coming up with new ways to be faster. 
again, you don't know what you're going to do. You, you, once you start, you can punch it a few times to get it in motion. But then sometimes the best movement is just to step out of the way as it swings at you. Or maybe not to step out of the way. Maybe the best movement is to step in, throw a knee or a leg check or an elbow. You don't know what you're about to do next. You're just always processing. You're processing your environment and you're responding to it. And that turns out to be the most important feature. I'd like to tell you something about talk about something called OODA loop and that's O-O-D-A and it stands for observe, orient, decide, and act. There was a fighter pilot, his name is John Boyd, and he was studying these airplanes during the Korean War and found that the enemy airplane was faster, stronger, basically more maneuverable, but we won in the dogfights. How come that's possible? Well, our airplanes had a bigger cockpit and hydraulics. So our fighter pilots are in the battle space with their minds where the MiG fighter pilot is stuck inside the cockpit. And he found out that the person who makes the quick decisions, so they observe the battle space, they orient, they decide, and then they act on that decision and they do that faster and faster and faster. That's the person that wins. So how does that translate into boxing or martial arts? If you've got the best jab or the best cross, but the right move at this particular time is to throw an uppercut, it doesn't matter how good your jab or your cross is if you don't choose the right punch at the right time. On the other side, if you've got a guy that always is picking the right punch, the right punch for the right distance, boom, jab, boom, cross, they always are picking the right punch. It actually doesn't matter if they're not quite as fast or quite as strong they'll win the fight because they're making the right decision. And so decisions have more to do with victory than just speed or um, power. And you can see that over Tom Brady's career. Look how many quarterbacks were faster than him or stronger than him, but he seems to win a whole lot. And that's because he can process the field and, and uh, make the appropriate decision. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking for, you know, like something, I wouldn't say that it's comparable because it's not comparable. Um, but of course, while there are many uses for this thing, I kind of think of it as, you know, if someone's wanting to kind of get a realistic fighter that is, you know, kind of in front of them without having another sparring partner or a person, I think about like Century Bob, the body opponent punching bag, I guess you'd call it, or, you know, device that Academy sells. And, uh, I know that it's it's very stationary. It doesn't move. It doesn't give you that realistic feel. And it's three hundred and seventy dollars, you know, whereas your bag is much more realistic. It's the only bag I've ever seen that actually moves whenever you're uh, using it to a significant amount that it's going to be able to trip you up. So it seems very unique in that way. What kind of a price point are we looking at with your bag? It's right around $150. So if you catch it on sale, maybe you can get it as cheap as $140. And if it's off sale, it's $159 is the MSRP. So it's going to be right around $150. And I'd like to point out again, I know we talked about it earlier, but we could have made it cheaper. That's possible. But then it's not as good. I can you know, look you in the eye. We're over the radio. I can, you, you know, I can tell you in all honesty, this is as quality as I could make it. Uh, if I had done the six ropes where, the, where you break the rope up and put it in different sections, then that's a lot cheaper, a lot easier. There was, would have been no R&D, no development. But I know that it doesn't move the same. You have to have one rope. 
it's like your spine. You've got your spine and everything's attached to it and it affects the movement. If you want the bag to move correctly, you've got to have one rope that goes through the whole thing. And so that's what we did. Uh, again, I know that if you put something hollow, like that's one of the biggest flaws with all the pre-made foam, like a foam noodle or whatever else, is that the inside, the core is hollow. You don't want the core to be hollow. You want the core to actually have the most density and you want it to kind of lighten up as it goes out. And so we could have put an, a pipe in the middle and just saved half the foam cost. But then I couldn't tell you that that's the best I could do. I would tell you that's, you know, you know anyway, I just went for quality on, on every decision. You have to make a balance between cost and quality. And they usually tell you to kind of pick the middle road, balance your cost, balance your quality. All we did was check the quality check mark all up and down the bag like everything's included uh comes with you know it comes with the top tether it comes with the bottom tether if you want to attach it at the bottom um everything's ready to go right out of the box it's all assembled and basically if you can put an eye bolt into your ceiling or if you've got a rafter in the garage or you got a punching bag stand or a basketball hoop you just hang this thing up and once it's hung up it's ready to go uh folds up so it's easy to store if you're not using it and uh, portable if you want to take it to the gym or take it on vacation and um, man i just i'm real proud of how it came out i i mean it looks it looks really awesome and i know you know obviously we're going to have all of this stuff kind of posted in the show notes so that people can view it but it honestly it looks kind of like an opponent you know it's got like basically what i would consider to be like a head torso and legs and you're telling me that this thing can also kind of strike back at you? Absolutely. So it'll even just it'll swing back at you. If you tether the bottom, then that's more going to be permanent for beginners or whatnot. You can take that bottom tether off and you can get it. It'll almost be like a kick and you can leg check it if you want that, uh, that advanced movement. So the reason that it's, its shape and its size, those are called centerline targets. Your most vulnerable targets on your body are, in general, are in the center line. So think about it. Your nose, your chin, your throat, your sternum, your solar plexus, your groin, they are all in one center line. In addition, if you hit someone in the shoulder, they can turn to absorb that energy. But if you hit them right in the center, then that energy goes into their body. They can't turn to make any sort of, uh, to dissipate that energy. And so these... This bag is training you to hit the most important targets. So that's how it's um, it's helping you with your your accuracy. It's killer. And I, and I love the price point because it means that I don't have to be a big gym with multiple bags in order to purchase this. Uh, I can get this shipped directly to my house. Absolutely. Um, and so something else I want to talk about going back to like the inventor side of this thing is you got this product. and then, you, you know, you think when you've invented the product and you've taken it up a notch that you're kind of done. I would like to tell you that you're almost never done. So I called it core bag or coordination bag and found out people couldn't spell coordination correctly or they couldn't <laughs> spell core bag right because we were spelling it C-O-R-B-A-G. So then I changed it to jukester. And the reason I did that is because juke means to move out of the way. It's a sports term. And then stir means to combine two things by you know like stirring with a spoon you know uh, you're combining your brain and your body and so it just made sense to call it jukester 
Uh, but then you need a logo. I had 50 different logos. This is kind of where my be me being a teacher and me being an entrepreneur come back to class. I brought in all these different logos. Uh, I had one that was an octopus and each tentacle was a jukester coming off of it. Uh, we had one that looked like a, a dinosaur. We had you know a lot of different ones. And the kids kind of helped pick. You know, they were my, you know, what is that called? Your we got the team that tells you the ideas. Anyway, you know, what I'm Oh, saying. your they advisors. Were, yeah, exactly. They're like your board. Yeah, there you go. Um, and so they helped me out picking these different logos and whatnot. And, and so you, you think you got a product, but then you need a name. Uh, you got a name, then you need a logo. Then you need a, like a brand identity and a catchphrase and you need a website. Like it just seems like it goes on and on and on and on. And so now I'm at the stage where this thing's really catching fire uh, if you go on my Instagram, you'll see a couple UFC fighters uh, using it. And that's because I sent it to um, some other guys. And it, it kind of just climbed the ranks. Like it just went, people like it, people use it. And now the pros are using it. And so there you go. Now you just, you just there's always more to do. I'm, I'm glad you moved into that because that was going to be my next question was obviously hesitation in buying anything that you're just hearing about or you're you know, only seeing online is I want to see it in use. So what are your social media channels so that we can follow and, you know, take a look behind the scenes at some stuff you have going on and see this bag in use before we get it. Okay. So it's Facebook, you know, dot com slash jukester. That's spelled J U K E S T I R. Um, and then for Instagram, it's jukester fit. So just the word jukester and then F I T. And, um, yeah, I'd like to, that's maybe like the pro and the con of this product for me is the pro is it just, it was bigger than I ever thought. And there's so many markets. Uh, there's a ton of research that says this will help kids focus in school. And I'm pretty much quoting the research article. It said, if you want to improve executive functions in kids, you need something that is novel, goal-oriented, where elements are constantly changing. And that's exactly what this bag is. So it's going to help kids. It's going to help with rehab. So the market is way bigger than I ever thought. But there's also the barrier to entry that the customer needs to be educated about the benefits. So for all our lives, all we've done is train our muscle skeletal system. And there's nothing wrong with that. Got to train that. Absolutely. But you can do a push up with your eyes completely shut. Okay. You have another part of your body called your nervous system and that controls all your muscles. And so trying to teach people this nervous system is the way to start with your training. I'm not saying to not train your muscles. I'm just saying that this is like neuromuscular stretching. So you warm up, you stretch, you neuromuscular stretch, then you go do whatever your training is. And your training will be so much more beneficial um, because your nervous system can dial in exactly which muscle fiber to trigger and exactly when and and things of that nature, you're less likely to get injured, you'll be faster, all of those physical benefits uh, come along with those neuro, neuromuscular benefits. And so that's that's just where I'm at with that is trying to educate the uh, the customer as to the benefits and how this works because it's so new. Man, I mean, it seems like an awesome product. I can't wait to get mine. It's definitely something that I have in a shopping cart ready to go. Um, so I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and kind of sharing this with us. I always like to ask the people on my show, obviously, 
purchasing the product is definitely the way to go when it comes to helping support you. But what other ways can we support you besides just purchasing the product to make a difference for you in this company? I'll just get the word out. You know, even if you're not going to buy one, you know, there's someone you know that likes punching bags or fitness or could benefit from the coordination. Um, again, as a teacher, I'm using it in my classroom. Uh, you can't just tell kids to focus. That's not going to work. You've got to give them the tools that help them focus. You've got to train them to focus. And so that's what this is. Uh, this is going to benefit a lot of people. Pretty much if you've got a brain and you want it to be enhanced, this is going to help you. So if you want to get that word out, and then if you do get the bag, feel free to send me your best moves. You know, I've, I've, I've got these pro fighters that have sent me like, oh, I got this bag and, you know, here's my combo. And they send it to me and I post it up on Instagram. But I haven't gotten a ton of uh, just regular customers and laymen uh, sending me their their best moves. And I would love to see people using it and see how, you know, it's got so many different ways you can use it. I just, uh, you know, I'd love to see that. Heck yeah, man. Well, again, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and sharing all this with us today. It's been my pleasure. And if you guys are out there listening to this and you've got an idea, uh, you can make it happen. You just got to believe and you got to follow through and dreams do come true. Hey, there you go. A little bit of motivation to end the show. I love it. And listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Small Business Origins. Thanks for joining us. We're truly on a nationwide search and I hope that you're seeing that. We're trying to get all these entrepreneurs from across the country that have awesome products just like this one and share their origin story and what they're doing so that you can take part in it. And we couldn't do it without you tuning in every single week for our new episodes with new entrepreneurs and new companies. So please continue to support the show by liking, subscribing, and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it. Every single week, we'll have a new episode for you on Thursday. So make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast and getting that info. But as always, that was another episode. And stay beefy, my friends. Thanks for listening to another episode of Small Business Origins. I love an origin story. If you like what you just heard, leave us a review, subscribe, and share with a friend. You guys, check this out. They're going to love it. You're going to love it.